0: Good morning and welcome to this edition of Cause Collective Radio on KZUM and HD 89.3 in Lincoln. This is Casey Cargus. I'm the Executive Director of the Mediation Center. My co-host today, Tani Waddington. Tani is the Executive Director of Wix. The show is created to highlight the great work done by many of Lincoln's nonprofits who are members of Cause Collective. To learn more about Cause Collective and how we help out our members to better serve the community, visit our website at www.causecollectivelincoln.org. While you're there, you can sign up for our free newsletter to learn all about our members and what we're doing and how you can support them. Just click on community newsletter under the community outreach button. Today, we're very fortunate to have Kelly Lauer. Kelly is the executive director of the White Came Foundation. Kelly, welcome to the Cause Collective radio program.
1: Well, thank you so much for providing us with this opportunity. We are very excited to share our growth and what we've done. So, just very appreciative.
0: Yeah, well, let's let's little let's hear for those uh, members out there listening. Uh, tell us a little bit about what is the White Cane Foundation and maybe how it got started.
1: Okay. So the White King Foundation started in 2019. And what we do is we are in the Community Learning Center Elementary Schools. We started with one school in 2019. We're now in seven schools. And what we do is we provide a brand new outfit for kids that are in the Title I schools. Title I schools are 80% and above poverty level. The student population, and there are 18 of them in Lincoln, Nebraska. So what we do is we provide one top, one bottom, two pairs of underwear and socks, brand new pair of tennis shoes, and a brand new coat if needed, and some items. And when we started, that's how it was one outfit we are now fortunate enough to be able to provide two brand new outfits. still one pair Mm -hmm. of tennis but two tops two bottoms and the sundry items and the rim socks we call these a bundle of joy package and what we do is we can't obviously provide a, a shopping experience but when we started we would bring three tops, three bottoms, a couple pairs of tennis shoes. So they had a little choice. So it was a type of uh, shopping experience. And now that we're at, they get to take two outfits, we have four outfits for them to try on. And so how we do this is we work with a school liaison within each school. And I, I will say, so we started at Belmont. Then we went to... Lakeview, the pandemic closed us down. We were on a pretty good trajectory, and the pandemic closed everybody down. Yes. However, we took on Lakeview during the pandemic, and we were looking to expand to a school, and Nola Bennett, the executive director of the Community Learning Center School, said there's so much going on, let's put a hold on that. But they actually came directly to us, and so we took on Lakeview during the pandemic when we couldn't even go in as volunteers. The liaison would let us know the kids and the sizes, and we would package them up like we did before COVID, and we would just drop them off in the schools at the office, and then the liaison would size the kids. So we were very fortunate, I believe, that if it had if we hadn't started this program. Before the pandemic, there would have been too much chaos going on. I think we would be in there now. But anyway, the second year we took on Lakeview. Then the third year we took on um, North Park and uh, Clinton. And then this last year, we've uh, added Prescott and McPhee and Everett School. So we're in a total of seven schools right now. So we have really grown. And obviously, if we start with one, one school, one set of clothes. Now we're in seven school, two sets of clothes. So there's pretty good growth in that.
0: Yeah, that's it's good. That's very exciting. So uh, Kelly, the White Cane Foundation, the name. Tell us, tell us how that got started.
1: Yeah, that's a lot of people wonder that. So that actually is a family story. I was a teacher and that was my degree ended up having four boys the way everything worked out i just did volunteer work and some part-time bookkeeping things and raised my boys and we raised them to be very independent and pal took us up on it and moved to four different states and at a certain point i i missed the communication and the being involved in their lives and so far away and they came home one christmas Eve. this is back in 2012 and they came back and i said i'm tired i i don't know what you guys are doing let's go around the table and and i want to hear your highs i want to hear your lows i want to know uh, what your goals are for the next year and my husband kind of looked at me like you really think that's going to happen and it was surprising. They they actually opened up. They they said their highs and lows. And sometimes, I think some of them actually said their goals out loud for the first time. So there was some laughter. There was some tears. There was some just communication. And I said, okay, we're doing this next year. The following year, and that was 2012, I was looking at this music video by... Mumford and Sons, it also featured Idris Elba, who who was unknown to me at this time, but he's in several things now. He's pretty much all over um, in Hollywood. However, what he did and they collaborated was there was this music video that they put out. And it's just a love, we have a website. I encourage people to go on and actually listen or watch the video. So this man wakes up in the morning. He's comfortable, he gets up, he goes downstairs, he makes breakfast, he's you know, laughing, he goes back upstairs, gets ready, he's shining his shoes, he's putting on his outfit for the day, and he goes downstairs, and when he, he reaches the door, and it t- I had to watch it a couple of times because it was pretty dramatic video, and what he did is he picked up this white cane that was hanging up on a coat wrap. And he put it, he picked it up, and that's when you realize he's blind. And he put it down and he opened the door and went out into the world without his cane. And so at that moment, what I thought, and I was thinking of my kid because we were about ready to have our second um, New Year's Eve or Christmas Eve conversation. And I thought, aren't we all comfortable in our own homes? Aren't we all safe? But when we go out into the world, aren't we all a little blind to our own potential of what we can give to the world? And so I I just said, okay, Dave, we're getting a we're getting a white king and we're gonna pass it out um each year <laughs> to one of our kids. And they're gonna take it out into the world and see what they can do for the next year. And so I got a white king and we started that tradition and each of my sons have to take this white cane on the airport um, because it doesn't fit in suitcases. And it's interesting, the experiences that they have. But the whole thing is, is they have it for a year. They put it at their front door. It's a reminder of what they could possibly do. Oh, that—that's wow. so that, When it came time to naming what our foundation was going to do, how could it be anything but what they came from?
0: So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Fabulous, fabulous story. So we are talking today with Kelly Lauer. Kelly is the executive director of the White Cane Foundation. We're learning more about this nonprofit and how it's helping, sounds like, our kids and youth and families within our community. So, Kelly, is this something that uh, focuses on a time of year? Is this something that goes all year round? How, how do you kind of pick the families and make that happen?
1: Well, like I said, we have liaisons within the schools. So each of the schools is very aware of what their particular needs are with their children. And so they have we have a liaison that we work with once a week, and they identify the students in need. And we have a specific time that we go. So, for instance, Belmont's at one thirty on Tuesday. So, we in the week before the liaison will let us know. We let's just say we have four kids. Give us the sizes and some of the likes. You know, some of them like red and like bomb You know, if we can identify what they like or colors, then that makes it real fun for us. And we get the sizes and package that the week before, and then we go out. And we have some volunteers that go into the schools with us. So if we have four kids, we have two tents in a in both sides of the room. So we want this to be a one-on-one experience you know, with the kids. And they feel, we lay the outfits out. They select the outfits. And then they go into their tent, try them on. We have a mirror. And they come out and they get to see how they look and, you know, the, the excitement. And we make sure that everything fits, because that's not the point. We want them to feel good about everything. And so at some time, we have to bring different sizes of and different sizes of clothes. You'd be surprised how many times it does work. We do have some inventory in each of the schools. That helps us. Um, but the ultimate goal is to have them feel good. And so we do this once a week. The school identifies the kids. And our goal is to get two sets of outfits to each child that has been identified because they grow and the seasons change so it's a pretty lofty goal but it's working so far in fact i just found out today we have hit our thousand um bundle of joy mark as of uh, this this week and this will be the last week as of thursday we have now uh, actually given out 1,025 bundle of joy packages. To
0: wow. The wow. That's, that's, that's amazing. amazing.
1: So, yeah, yeah it, it really is. And oh, my gosh, the stories, the the excitement, the joy, the different experiences. I, I will say, that having done this, we started, we wanted it to be the school about identify who is in, in need, and we found that there was a lot of siblings, that makes sense, and in, after COVID came back, we had some times where we'd see three, so if we have two different, and time is a really big thing in the schools, especially after COVID, they were lucky that we were able to still come in, and it's because it's such a need, but they did the uh, student, they didn't want the students out of out of the classroom but this is such a big deal and it takes 20 so minutes for each child and so when when we started if we had siblings we would have more come together and I really saw how important how important it was for them we thought that I you know initially this is a one-on-one experience we want you to feel you're in charge of this there's nobody it's um Volunteer to choose and communicating with you. But we found as these students came in with each other, how excited they were for each other, how they'd walk in, and one would say, I know what shoes you're going to pick. And I know I can totally see you in that outfit. And they still get to decide by their on their, on their own. But they would come out of the tent and then they would wait because they wanted to see what their stippling was like. And they would hug each other. And they were just so excited and i realized that this was not only significant for each child but this family was having an experience together that our hope is that they remember how they felt when you're still-
0: so this is KZUM and KZUMHD. This is the Cause Collective Radio Program, the nonprofits highlighting nonprofits and the great work they're doing. Today we have Kelly Lauer, Executive Director of the White Cane Foundation. So Kelly, this sounds like amazing work and sounds like there's probably a not lot of need out there. Are there ways that people could help support um, to help make this happen? Do you take donations? How do you make this happen?
1: Yeah, we we rely on on private donations. um We have many corporations that have stepped up. I have so many people to thank. This is as with any any endeavor, you can't not one person can can do the whole thing. And we are grateful. We have two inventory spaces: one at Cornhusker Bank and one at Nebraska. Bank. We're very grateful to them. They, they support us that way. We have many corporations. In fact, we were one of the uh, union bank did give recipients oh. for $100,000. Oh, that's fantastic. Recently, yeah, we just recently won the $2,500 from Shields. There was 12 days of uh, giving to nonprofits. And bo- both of those really were exciting for because it was a public vote. And um, we we won the hundreds of women who care. We have um, the ABLE Foundation, uh, NEPCO, Shemidian Foundation, Farmers Mutual. We have so many people to thank. And we have our friends. It started with our friends and family. We just had a bowling event last night at Matthew's Bowling that people put together. And... Um, it, 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 the community support has been used. So yes, what we do with the donations is we buy in bulk. There is a placement or placement Las Vegas that go to once a year. And it's like a retail uh, sale or wholesale for retailers. We get it even cheaper because we're not reselling these items. And so that's the, their way of giving back to us help our kids in each community they they work with a lot of nonprofits um throughout the country but we're one of those and as I've met people I have that relationship so when we get short on certain sizes I can call them up and, okay send me your catalog what do you have I need you know some boys long sleeve t-shirts or whatever it happens to be or I'm short on shoes and so nice it's been that we've built on, but yeah, there's a lot of people that are helping us and we're very grateful.
0: So is a lot more outfits for boys, girls. It's is it the same?
1: You know, there was a point where I thought there was more boys, but it it tends to even out. I would say if, if it's a little on one side, it's maybe a little bit more boys, but I'm hearing that there's more boys. In certain schools, and in, in population-wise, so yeah. I guess that's it, yeah, key. So, yeah. But
0: yeah. Well, we. This is the Cause Collective radio program on KZUM and KZUM HD eighty-nine point three. Tawny Waddington, Executive Director of Wix. This is Casey Cargis, Executive Director of the Mediation Center. We're highlighting the White Cane Foundation. So, Kelly, tell us a little bit about your organization and putting this together. What does your organization look like?
1: Well, we started in our dining room. We formed a board back in 2019, and we, uh, you probably remember that uh, Shopco closed down. We went and bought a bunch of clothes starting back then. It was timely for us. I'm sorry that they closed, but it was timely for us because we got some cheap clothes, but we had no inventory space. So for about four or five months, we had clothes in our living room, dining room, stuff in our other <laughs> said, all right, we need our house. And one of our many board members that have come on board, but she was the first, she was one of our first, and she worked at Nebraska book, and book Company, and she said, I, I think we can get some space. And so we grew that way. And then at this point, we have 14 board members there are um, people throughout the community that have come on board. They know people and spreading the word. And we, we did just recently, uh, one of our new board members, uh, Cindy Schwaniger, was, she's retired now. She was the um, administrator of all the elementary school principals. So she came into our organization and she knows everybody in the elementary schools, all the principals, all the all the uh, people, and she was able to get us some amazing volunteers that are retired. School, school administrators, school teachers that have the kids. And so we have volunteers that go into the school and no kids, and we have we have we, we Started with just myself, and then um, we about a year and a half ago we hired a part time employee. We have another part time employee. So, and I will add that with that um, big give that we got from Union Bank, our our goal and what we wanted to do, and this is my husband's idea, is inventory or inventory uh, space for in each school is limited and sometimes we'll have space and it gets moved because they have a need in each school. And so it became apparent that if we could maybe get a van and we could refurbish the van and we could make it into a, cha- you know, have a changing space so that kids could um, change their outfits and we would have much more inventory in that space. So, instead of relying on a room that the school would set aside, if they didn't have any space, then what we would do is we would drive up and we would just be parking on school property close to a door. The kids would come out with their liaison. same situation, it would just be in a different space. And that will allow us to get to some of those schools that have no space for us. And so, that was part of the um, projection is that with that money, we would buy a van. We're in the process of looking into that and very close. And then we said that we're at seven schools now. If we win this money, we will get into five more schools in the the year 2023, which is coming up. And we've identified those schools. And so that would get us to 12 schools. And that would be two thirds of the Community Learning Center population which is pretty good and we're just now beginning our fourth year and so to come that far that fast and then also we went into hiring another part-time employee and we would have to obviously buy clothes more clothes for that so anyway there's yeah there's a lot going on and we just have so many people it it seems that whenever you have a need somebody comes into your space and provides for that opportunity yeah
0: yeah so this is the Cost Collector Radio Program. We're highlighting today Kelly Lauer, the executive director of Executive Director of the White Cane Foundation. Uh, uh, Kelly, if someone wants to support your organization, uh, you talk about volunteers. How do they get a hold of you, and where can they find out about those needs?
1: There, we have a website. It's uh, thewhitecanefoundation.org, dot and you can contact us through that. Uh, There's also a donate button if anybody wants to donate to the cause. All of this, all of the, everything goes to the kids the clothes wise. And we we have coats, we have shoes, we have all this, and our needs are growing because the number of kids are growing. I want to share a couple stories. We have, I have so many over the years, but a couple stand out. There was in the very first year we, we got into uh, Norwood Park and we had a certain space and there was two kids. There was one boy who the older boy is on his on the floor, selecting his shoes, and the second boy comes running into the space. And there's like five of us all you know around in this area, and I could tell he was going to come running. He was running right at me. I don't know why he selected me, but he was running right to me. I, I luckily he was stiff, so he wasn't very big. But I <laughs> stepped back, and I was like, "But he!" I I knew he was he was jumping into my arms, and he jumped into my arms, me the great biggest hug. His legs were wrapped around my my waist, and he hadn't oh, even wow. seen it yet. That's how excited he was. And I have um, the very first year at Belmont, a family of four that were all given their outfits the same day. And the oldest boy, when he was leaving, he said, I'm excited about what I'm giving, but I'm more excited for my mom because she's going to be so happy when we come in, all four of us, with our coats and our clothes and everything. And I know that this impacts family, but that was the first where a child is aware of what's going on. He was older, he, he understood the struggle, and it really kept home to me. And just this year, we had a boy that was like three siblings, two girls, they were sitting there chatting, and they were picking out their own clothes. And this boy was an older boy, fourth, fifth grade, he's singing and he saying, It was lightly at first, and all of a sudden we're all quiet, and I was like, sing. Hmm. And he was so excited. And he hadn't even tried. I hadn't even seen himself in the mirror. And so these kids come in, and some of them haven't had brand new clothes. Some of them haven't that they're, they're wearing shoes too 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 big for them. And the things that we take for granted that these kids, it, you know, it, it's not something that they know is they're so. It's eye opening, but it's also to see the light come on and see them so excited. To be a part of that is just such a privilege. Mm -hmm. And um, recently, um, I had a one of the. It was in a staff meeting to promote what we do to the new students, and this teacher said that she had. There was an award that this the student had received a couple Mm -hmm. months prior, and they were looking at the pictures and all of a sudden she got really excited. And she's like, yes, that, remember that? And the teacher said, yes, you got your award. And she's like, no, that was my new self-quote. Mm-hmm. And, and so I feel like it's it's one of those things that uh, there's a quote that's happening. It's um, by Stasha tosser and it's like, it goes that we worry about what a child will become tomorrow, yet we forget that they're somebody today. And that just really motivated me because we're present today. We're making a difference today. That's all we can do. Mm-hmm. And But my hope is that 20 years from now when they're adults, they'll maybe not remember what the outfit looked like, but they'll remember how they felt. They'll remember the the time, the, you know, it's 20 minutes worth of time. I'm actually getting to the point where I'm seeing people for the first time. And they come in, they're so excited. And it's just that we want to be there with the students as they grow through. And right now, I mean, ultimately, we want to get into all the elementary schools because even if they're not Title I schools, if there's 25%, that's one is four children that need some help. And, and then beyond that, the private and public field schools, I mean, there's so community everywhere. And so right now our um our vision is for elementary schools, but that doesn't mean that down the road we're not going to get into uh, middle schools and high schools. So there's there's a ton of of growth that can happen we fashioned our organization from a little bit Foundation, which is in st louis um missouri and they went when we met them that was they were 17 years in i actually saw the reason we got this is we got on this track was because of some friends and they took us on a fun trip and we did not money from us And so they said, if you really want to support something, support this because it's doing great things in the community. 10 minutes in, I'm like, okay, Dave, we're going to St. Louis and we're going to, we're going to see what this is because I think we're going to use it. And so that's how we got started. And they were 17 years in and they were just starting to get to the middle schools and high schools. It's just Uh a different program. Um, Mm It's in elementary School, The stigma isn't quite as, quite as big kids are running around showing off everything and um but i mean there's a lot of other things like i want to partner with you know some you know if we can give them a little food item or something you know just something And we i i like to see them be able to get a book as like, they come into our space so there's a lot of a lot of things that i'd like to add but we're sticking with the clothes right now in the elementary school and um Happy to I'm privileged to be a part of such a community that is so giving. Lincoln is amazing. Yes. And all the people, the students and the school teachers that I've worked with, their, their hearts in the right place.
0: All right. Well, thank you, Kelly. This is the Cause Collective Radio Program. Today, we've been highlighting the White Cane Foundation and Kelly Lauer is our executive director. So we appreciate you joining this weekly radio program to learn more about your community and the nonprofits. And we appreciate KZUM 89.3 and KZUM HD. If you want to learn more about these podcasts or see podcast from the past, go to www.causecollectivelincoln.org. So we appreciate it and we hope you turn in next week and have a wonderful uh, week. So Kelly, appreciate all the information on the White Cane Foundation. Tani, once again, thanks for joining us thanks. and have a wonderful week, everybody.
1: Thank you. you guys. Take care.